Listener note. This episode contains a candid discussion of addiction and drug use. The content is not graphic in nature, but still may not be suitable for a younger audience. If you, or someone you know, is experiencing extreme consequences as a result of addiction, please seek professional treatment. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, I'm Jeff Sanders, and this is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 505. I'm titling the episode this week, I'm Not an Addict, But That's a Lie. My story of addiction, habits, and honesty. In lieu of the usual episode opening this week, I'm going to change things just a bit to introduce some new content that certainly deserves a different approach. So let's just get right to it and talk about addiction. But before we get to the specifics, I want to clarify a few key points, both about my story and my credentials, or my complete lack thereof. First, I am not a trained medical professional in any way, so please do not make any medical decisions based on anything that I say in this podcast. Please talk to your doctor. Number two, I have never been to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting or any other addiction program of any kind. Number three, I have never been to rehab or any treatment facility. Number four, I have never received a clinical diagnosis of any addiction by any medical professional. And number five, I have never seen a therapist or other mental health practitioner regarding addiction. So, based on that, you may be wondering if addiction is not posing a serious consequence in my life, Why am I, Jeff Sanders, talking about addiction right now to you on a podcast that, frankly, is normally extraordinarily positive and about healthy habits and personal development and all of these wonderful topics I love to dig into? It's a really good question, and the short answer is that, you know, I have bad habits that have bordered on addiction at times. I have also experienced unhealthy and chronic cravings for substances and behaviors that are destructive in nature. And most importantly, I'm human, which means I am just as susceptible to addiction as anyone. Now, for a longer answer, I want to dig into the core content of the episode to really break down what this topic is about in terms of how it relates through this podcast and through my own story with the sole intention of it being beneficial for you regardless of wherever you may lie on the spectrum of addictions and or bad habits, depending on how you classify it in your life. Now, this episode is not for those experiencing extreme consequences as a result of a clinical diagnosis of addiction. If that describes you or someone you know, uh, this is not going to go that far. As I just described, I'm not trained in this area in any way. However, this episode is designed specifically For everyone else, those who have bad habits that do have real-world implications, and you know deep down, you could live a better, brighter, and bolder life if these addictions and or bad habits were addressed. You know, for years, I would brush off the idea that I had an addiction to anything of value, but that was and is a lie. And that's the core of why this episode exists. For years, 
I was grateful that I wasn't addicted to anything. I have seen my slew of documentaries uh, all about addiction to all kinds of substances. And yet I am not one of those people. Knock on wood, right? That's not my story today. So gratitude is a huge part of this for me. However, as time progressed, years later, I got to a point where I believed I was Superman, right? I was incapable of experiencing addiction, that I'm invincible and better than that. Guess what, Jeff? Not true. I know better now. I know a lot better. One thing I was just thinking of uh, just yesterday, actually, is one of my my closest friends. Uh, his birthday was just yesterday, and he and I are the same age. And so we're both going to turn 40 next year. And so the humanity of aging is very apparent to me. And I, I do want to hit this point a little bit here. Uh, if you are younger than I am, invincibility is a common thing to feel. I felt that way for a long time. And what I mean by invincibility is basically that idea that you brush things off and just think, well, that problem is for someone else. That's not my story. I will never have that issue. It's really easy to think like that, to live like that, to believe that deeply at the core of who you are. But in many ways, it just isn't true because we are human and therefore we are susceptible to humanity and all that it brings for better or for worse. You know, knowing that I'm human and that addiction is always a real possibility, it makes me pay attention more. I'm so much more heightened and aware of where I stand today. I think for a long time, I was distracted. For a long time, I held false beliefs. For a long time, my story consisted of my focus on improving myself, but with this very clear a decision on my part, whether intentional or not, there was a decision made to essentially ignore the possibility that I would in any way fail or in any way struggle for that matter, which is very naive and something that I have changed a lot over the years. Now, if you are stuck right now with a bad habit, let's say, but that bad habit is causing real consequences, tangible, practical, definable consequences in your life. Or it could escalate over time and become more serious, especially if your lifestyle continues as it is right now. If that describes you, which it probably does because all of us have bad habits, well, then it's worth taking a deeper look to see exactly where you are in the spectrum of addiction. So in the episode this week, I'll be discussing my history just a bit with my various addictions and bad habits. But the most important component, of course, will be the key changes that I have made, especially recently, to shift my life in a new, healthier, and more honest direction. Because that's the point, right? And we'll get to that a little more, but that's at the crux of this conversation. So let's back this up and go to the origin story, I guess you call it, my history with addiction. I broke this down into two major categories, uppers and downers, the kinds of things that we all tend to find in our lives. And we'll start with the uppers because that's the most obvious in a podcast like this one, which is about productivity. And if you know this podcast or if you know me well, you know that I love my coffee. Coffee is the most public addiction that everyone admits to having, but yet does nothing about. So if you ignore the potential health benefits for a second If your life revolves around a substance, like caffeine from coffee, 
that substance is potentially controlling you. It's one of the definitions of addiction and in and, and essence is that you are changing your life to ensure you get that next fix, the next high, the next consumption, the next experience, that your life literally is being altered to, to guarantee you get that thing that you believe you have to have. You may argue that coffee is very low in the spectrum. It's, I mean, it technically is a drug. Let's back this up. Caffeine's a drug. Coffee contains caffeine, even decaf coffee. And so if your life revolves around it, you're in this conversation too, even if coffee is mild, even if the consequences are minor. And I say that because that's a great place to begin because it affects a lot of people, possibly most people. And so if that's where it starts, we can then kind of escalate these things and we'll dig in a little more. Now, on this discussion of coffee, one question I've had for myself many times over the years is asking that simple question of, is coffee here to stay? Is it a permanent habit for me? Am I committed to drinking coffee every day for the rest of my life? Or more importantly, will I ever let coffee go? And the answer to that one actually is yes, if. And here's the if. If coffee or caffeine in general presents a consequence to me that I refuse to live with. One of the key things about change and about habits in general is that most of us, myself included, we don't tend to change unless we're forced to. We don't tend to make change unless it smacks us in the face. Sometimes we are better than that. Sometimes we'll take action proactively and actually see a problem coming and do something about it before it gets there. But honestly, we're, we're just, we're busy people. We've got big goals. There's things that we're, we're trying to get done. And so a lot of life gets automated and systematized, which means it gets ignored. And if there are certain habits that you've reached that point where it's not conscious anymore, it's just a habit that could work for you or against you, probably both. But to change that in the future, to make the decision that this is going to be something I'm not going to have in my life, it's going to require a smack in the face moment, most likely some realization that, whoa, I just had way too much coffee, for example. I just experienced you know, a, a note from my doctor who said I have anxiety and my blood pressure is too high, right? These potential side effects of living a life that is high strung, high anxiety. Uh, I've been there before. Um, there's an episode of my podcast that I will link to in the show notes. I'll discuss more in a second uh, about my history with anxiety, which plays into this conversation very strongly. So the question of will I ditch coffee in the future, the answer is yes, if. It presents a consequence that I refuse to live with and therefore will change my behaviors. I'll change what I consume and when I consume it and why I consume it because I want a different future. You have to reach a breaking point. Something has to seriously grab your attention or change is just unlikely to ever occur. And that's a truth for most people most of the time. And you probably know exactly what that means for you. That there are certain changes you've made in the past and it only happened because you were essentially boxed into a corner. And then change took place and then for better or for worse, your future went off the way it did. But it's a really good place to begin to ask that question, what would it take? What would it take to change? For any of these discussions, whether it's caffeine or something more extreme, what would it take to change?
What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. The second upper, I only have two uppers here in the conversation. The first is coffee, because that's a big one for me. And the second one, the second category is work. It is the high achievers dilemma. This podcast has been built from the ground up for high achievers, for those who want big things. They're ambitious. You've got goals. You've got dreams. You've got a vision for your life, and you want to push it forward. But there's always going to be a trade-off. Every single time we make a decision, we are cutting off other possibilities. That's what it means to decide. And when you decide to, de- to commit to work, when you decide to go all in on a project, on a goal, you may find yourself in this high achievers dilemma of you push so hard that the work pushes back. So episode 206 of this podcast was titled My Recent Trip to the ER and My New Plan to Let Go. Now, this was over six years ago that I published this episode, over six years ago that I was in a a period of my life, a season of my life, where I was pushing so hard that I found myself experiencing panic attacks, very visceral panic attacks, high anxiety, and ultimately I had an experience that caused me uh, to have to go to the hospital in an ambulance from my house and have a doctor tell me that I was killing myself. Not acutely, but over time, if that pattern continued, I'd have much more serious issues. That's hard to hear. It's hard to hear that the thing you love the most, which for me is productivity and big goals and and sharing those stories here to find out that that doesn't work the way you're doing it. Uh, The the irony is pretty uh, destructive, but also just the smack in the face that I got, right? You only change when when you're forced to. And for me, that was a big one. But now because of that story, which once again, if you want to hear more details about the whole thing, episode 206. The, looking back at that now, I am so much more aware. I can see what's coming and stop myself before things were to escalate. So I'm in a position now where I can stop a lot of that. I can reduce my caffeine, for example. I can chill out when I need to. I can reduce my workload if needed. But all of this is based on the idea that you have an awareness of something going on, that there have been consequences you've experienced and then reflected on and learned from and then changed your behavior because of it. 
So as someone who has certainly experienced his fair share of anxiety and panic attacks and pushing too hard, I have to live a life that's lower key or I will without question be right back where I was six years ago. Work stress is such a, it's such an acute thing we can experience very viscerally every single day. Whether it's work from your job, work from your family. I've got two young girls at home. I got plenty of stress in my life just being in my own house, let alone you know the work goals, the health goals, the other challenges that present themselves. Uh, stress is always going to be a part of this. How you react and how you handle stress is a choice. That's the, the message I have heard loud and clear that I have a choice as to how to respond when life does smack me in the face or before it does, which is even better. So those are the uppers. We've got some coffee. We've got some work. Let's now shift into what actually is probably more impactful on the addiction sense. This, you know, your mileage may vary in terms of, of where you are in this, but uh, the downers are going to be the ones that probably involve most traditional addictions. Now, once again, I'm not a trained addiction specialist in any way, but I can speak from my own experience here. Uh, this first category of downers I'll classify as just drugs in general. And if you go back to episode number 95 of this podcast, which I titled Cocaine, Caffeine, and 420, How Drugs Affect Your Productivity, you'll hear my entire discussion of the drugs that I've taken in my life up to that point, which it hasn't uh, changed a lot since then, a little, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, but I basically break down that when I was much younger in college, I did experiment with a few drugs uh, to see how they would affect me and whether I'd like them or not. And, you know, shocker here, they weren't good for me. <laughs> so I don't do them anymore. They're also illegal. Anyway, um, so the question of drugs as the category of downers and the question of addiction, it's not even a, a question. We know that people experience drug addiction. We know that there are extreme negative side effects to the most extreme drugs. The conversation here is really not about whether they're good or bad for you. Most of us can agree they're probably not good. The, the only question that really remains is what's going to change? What will happen now knowing that's true? If it's not a part of your life, then it's a question of prevention, of ensuring you don't find yourself down that road. Uh, but if you are in that position, it's a question of, do you want to stay here? All right? Is this the life you want? And if not, what kinds of changes can be made to have a different life, a different story? That's been the question that I've asked myself many times. What life do I want to live? What does my regular, beautiful day look like? What's included in that? What choices am I making? The intentionality piece for me is huge. It dictates so much now, who I am and what I do and what I commit to, and I know this is a hard conversation, and I'm obviously not going to ever pass judgment on someone else's story here because there are so many factors that affect these things, but it's so important here to ask these questions. It's the asking of the questions that lead to the potential answers and the experiments that then come from those to test things to see what affects you, what doesn't, and why. Now, in this conversation of drugs, since episode 95, when I, I broke down my past drug use, one thing changed. And that one thing was also a story of this podcast I discussed, which was I had back surgery uh, about five years ago. 
and the back surgery, though I don't actually know exactly what caused the slip disc that I had in my back that caused me to have to have surgery, um, I did experience very acute pain from sciatica that led to the diagnosis and then eventually the surgery. And what took place right after the surgery is so common, I was prescribed opioids. And I have seen my fair share of documentaries and read articles and been, I've, I've educated myself so much since then about the dangers of opioids, specifically the nature that, and I don't quote me on this and look this up, but opioids are one of the most addictive substances out there. One of the hardest things to kick for all kinds of, of biochemical reasons. I can't really explain or understand that well, but what I do know is how hardcore they are. And when I experienced my post-surgery medication, I was prescribed opioids that I took 24 hours a day for just seven days post-surgery. And after seven days, I'd then shifted over to Tylenol and, you know, acetaminophen. And when I did this, I experienced my first ever acute addiction to drugs. I have never in my life experienced what I experienced after this. I've never discussed this publicly, by the way. I have had a craving for opioids ever since. Five years. It's been five years since then. I had seven days of that drug. I don't stop thinking about it if it comes up in conversation. I'm not actually addicted to opioids, but am I? I titled the episode, I'm not an addict, but that's a lie. Because that's, that's what happens. These things are dangerous. They're hardcore. Had I taken these things longer than seven days, I'm scared as to know what would have happened to my life. It freaks me out. Seven days is only a week. Imagine if it was 30 days or longer. It's powerful and probably the scariest way possible. So that's as hardcore as we're going to get this week. Um, everything else is going to lighten up just a bit. But that's that's true for me, Right. I don't think about opioids every day. I, I kind of overspoke a little bit earlier, but it is the kind of thing that it's it's always in the back of my mind, even in just the smallest amount. And I've seen the documentaries, I've read the articles, and I, I know I know what's out there. And yet, that's that's part of of my truth in that sense. Okay, we're gonna shift now into the next downer. This is a lovely conversation, isn't it? It's so uplifting today, Jeff. Uh, the next conversation is about alcohol. Now, this is the actual substance that really sparked this episode this week. And I, I mentioned previously in the podcast a few weeks ago that I had once again taken a pause on alcohol in my life. And that has remained true. We are now uh, over two months into my recent alcohol free stint. And this is the most profound shift I've ever had in my life when it comes to alcohol. So this is the substance that spawned this idea that I always thought I could get over something. I always thought, let's just use this for alcohol as a very acute example. I always thought I could easily stop drinking at any time and experience no side effects because I was not an alcoholic or addicted to alcohol in any way. Over the years, I've had kind of an on-again, off-again, whether I drink for a while and then I have breaks for a while. It's a part of my life and it's not part of my life. You know, most recently, I let go in terms of drinking alcohol at home. I don't have any alcohol in the house at all. 
I still do drink a tiny bit socially, very, very small amount. And that may change. But for now, that's where where I'm at. So what I've determined after these last two months, and I've really reflected on this one a lot more, is the true role of alcohol for me is now just a, a small subset of a social lubricant. There's no health value. There's no productivity value. There's no daily value to reduce stress. There's no value in drinking alone. And so once it really logically, emotionally, physiologically kicked in, that wait a minute, I'm just drinking because I drank yesterday. My drink tonight was only because I drank last night. Like that, once that kicked in for me, it was just an obvious, oh, this, this thing is useless. This thing is so silly. This has no value in my life. At least not from that drinking alone in the evenings thing, which was my habit to have a glass of wine or two or three as the day would end. And you might be thinking, well, Jeff, you've spent over a decade on this podcast preaching about healthy habits, and here you are spilling your guts on these topics. Here's the thing, guys. Like I, <laughs> I have such a mental battle that I face of living the life I present to you in the show. That's my, one of my biggest struggles is believing my own hype. Uh, it's, I, I would love to give you the speech that here's my awesome life and have that be 100% true. The bottom line, though, is, is that I am, once again, just as human as you, just as susceptible to all this as you. And I, I, I talk about these topics, productivity, healthy habits, personal development. I am obsessed with these things because that's where I struggle. This is where content creators get their best content is themselves because they're struggling because it's hard. Like I care about this stuff because I keep reading about it because I need to, because I'm struggling through this stuff, right? That's the, my, that's my story. That's what this is. I know this is a weird episode. I apologize. Though I am off on the deep end here. Um, feel free to email me if you'd like to Jeff at jeffsanders.com. Yes, I read every email, but I feel the need, especially because of these changes I've made recently, whether it's letting go of alcohol. I've also, which we'll get to in a second, made a dietary change. Uh, I've had changes in my business that have been significant, changes in my fitness habits. I'm in a season right now, okay? I'm going through a moment. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. I'm going through something right now, and I, I need to kind of get some of this off my chest. This is, once again, a public therapy, and I'm bringing you along for the ride. If you don't want to be here, that's totally fine. We'll see you next week for a very positive conversation. Uh, but until then, what I want to be able to do is express where I am in the most authentic way that I can. So one thought that I had before this episode was recorded was I definitely don't want to over-dramatize these things. I don't want to make things sound worse than they are, or like a woe is me, pity party, I had struggles kind of thing. But I also don't want to sugarcoat this, and I'm not going to just simply gloss over it and, and give you this you know, a lie of saying, you know, my life is awesome, look at this stuff, because neither one is helpful, right? What's helpful is the truth. What's helpful is reality. I have an entire episode of this podcast I just recorded recently that I called Acknowledging Reality. That's what this is. All of this is baked in that reality of reality, of saying yes to truth, yes to real life, and no to lying to yourself, no to sugarcoating, no to over-dramatizing. Just give it to me straight. That's what I want for my life. That's where I know that progress comes from. That's where forward momentum is, is based on. 
is that we have something tangible to work with. So having said all of that, alcohol is now going to be basically a very minor part of my life, if any part, going forward. Of course, you're going to hear me in this podcast in the future changing this story because that's been my history. Um, Fingers crossed, this one sticks. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Third downer, food. Food is one of the most common ones. I mentioned caffeine at the top of the show. Uh, food in general may be the most common one, and, and food's the most complicated because you can't escape it, right? If you struggle with food, ah, I feel for you. If you struggle with food, I really do feel for you because you can't avoid food, right? We can avoid coffee the rest of our lives. We cannot take drugs. We cannot drink alcohol. There are so many things. We can reduce our workload. We can even retire and not work at all anymore, but we can't avoid food. It's it's an unavoidable component of this. And so the question of food is possibly the most important question because it's a required component of life. And so for me, I've recently made another dietary switch, which I'll discuss in the future once I've nailed it down more concretely. Uh, But so far, I will say positive things. I'm feeling much better, uh, which is wonderful. And the changes I've made are good. And I'll break down more of this in the future episode. But if you struggle with food, if you struggle with I mean, it's fats, with sugar, with overeating processed foods, uh, with using food as a comfort mechanism, as an addictive substance, as a downer, right, to mask your feelings of stress, anxiety, whatever it may be, food is an incredibly addicting substance to simply walk away from experiencing life. And we all do this when we overeat. We all do this when we have fried foods or fatty foods or really dense foods. Like we're trying in many ways to just bring down the temperature, right? To really just chill out. And sometimes that's great, right? Sometimes. And the question, of course, like with all this conversation is what role does this play? How extreme is it on the spectrum, right? Where, where do you stand? Is food a healthy resource that provides you energy and vitality or is food a, an escape mechanism? Is it an addiction? Is it something that's actively causing, once again, a real tangible consequence in your life? And then if so, what's your next move? What will be the next thing you choose to do to directly address this in a real, 
truthful manner. Or the last category here, the very last component of these addictions, especially as it relates to my own life here, is technology. You're listening to a podcast right now, right? You're 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 dialed in. This is part of life that, once again, kind of like the food angle, we can't escape this either, can we? You can't really walk away from technology, whether it's entertainment, social media, your phone, sports, news, documentaries, the latest series on Netflix, all of this stuff, whether it's just blind entertainment or whether it's actually using a computer, a phone, a tablet to do work, technology is baked into life. But it it itself is and can be an addiction. Same questions remain. What role does it play? Where are you on the spectrum? Do you desperately need a break from it? Um, This is actually a conversation I hinted on much earlier in this calendar year. This is uh, September of 2023 right now. In January of this year, I, or actually it was in December, technically, I deleted social media apps from my phone. It has been such a breath of fresh air. Oh my goodness. To not have the constant, you know, pings and dings and and checking for the next, uh, you know, endorphin hit from did my latest Facebook post, you know, get a lot of likes Did my latest Instagram post, get a lot of hearts and comments. Oh, I'm so glad to be free of that right now. It's, it's been so, so good. If you need that, if you need to walk away for a bit or a long bit, do it. Oh, it's, it just please do it. It's such a good feeling. Uh, you know, I grew up in the age of Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is almost the exact same age as I am. So he was launching Facebook in college when I was in college, and that helped to define my adult life. I go into a whole story of this in, on the podcast earlier, but this is an important conversation to figure out the role of technology, the role of social media, the role of all of these gadgets in your lives, and what that means for you. Right? What is this something that you have to be attached to, or would you be healthier, happier, lighter, fresher, more fun as a human being if all of that noise wasn't there? It's weirdly quiet. <laughs> it's really quiet when that noise is not there, but uh, there's such a such a beauty in that silence. Now, for the final components of the episode, let's finally get to, I think, what may be the most important discussion, uh, my new approach, my new, healthier, more honest approach to not just addictions in general or bad habits, but specifically my new approach to life that I have applied to work, I've applied to my health, I've applied to uh, playing with my kids in the evenings. It's, it's all of these things are baked in. So the very first component here is honesty. Being honest or acknowledging reality, like I just mentioned earlier, is the crux of this. It's where it all starts. Uh, episode 502, by the way, was the episode discussed this in more detail. But the core of this is, is finding out where you are. It's taking that deeper look to see exactly on the spectrum of addiction where this happens to land for you. And then for me, what I love the most are the experiments to reveal the truth really figuring out kind of what works, what doesn't, and why. And best example of that, like I mentioned before with alcohol, you know, I had that feeling, that realization that, wait a minute, this may not be the best choice for me. What if, and here's the kicker for the experiment, what if I had no alcohol for 30 days? What if I let go of this certain food that I know is not good for me, but I tend to eat it every day anyway? What if I deleted Facebook from my phone? What if I you know, called a doctor to discuss possible treatment options? Like, What if I took a step in the right direction? That what if question is so powerful and can be answered in a thousand different ways. 
but all of it results in you taking that positive step to move in that direction to seek the help you need, whether it's from your own discipline and and lifestyle change or through a third party who steps in to provide value. All of it is important. And honestly, getting professional advice in these categories may be a requirement. So the first part there is finding out where you are. The second piece to honesty is being honest about the results. This part can be tricky. This is the part of saying, okay, I got the blood test results. I I looked at myself naked in the mirror. Okay, I I saw the real, the, the truth there, right? I know what it is. But then it's accepting it. It's actually saying this truth is truth. This reality is not a fantasy. This is not made up. I don't just like maybe in some you know alternative parallel universe have a different life. Like this is my life right now and I want to live this life better. How can that move forward? Honesty about the results is very critical. And the final piece to honesty is being ready for change. So after you have acknowledged that honesty is valuable, you have some new truth and facts to work with, you then let that guide your next actions in your new direction to move forward. And this is when things become fun. Honestly, it can be hard, no doubt, (laughs) no doubt about it. Uh, But this is where you, I find so much value. Let me just pause here. I find so much value in figuring out that I can take action. There's a reason why this podcast ends every single week by saying you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early because it is fun to change your life for the better. It is so uplifting, so fulfilling, so powerful to say, I can change this. I have control here. This is up to me. If I want a better life, I get to do something about it. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. That's what this entire podcast is about. That's what my entire vibe is about. Is that right there? Because that is just so awesome. Okay. Honesty is the first component here to this new lifestyle. The second component is to focus on what you want, not what you're giving up. I'll be honest here. This one is the hardest for me. This is one where I tend to hold, I don't say hold a grudge, but I tend to hold on to things from the past. I tend to hold on to, you know, someone burned me, right? Someone screwed up and my life is worse worse for it. Um, There was a mistake that was made and I'm going to hold that against them. Um, or there's a thing that I'm addicted to. We'll use alcohol as a good example or a fatty food or whatever the case is. And instead of thinking about the new life you get to live, the new amazing experiences you get to have because you made this change, you spend a lot of your waking hours thinking and dreaming and pining for what you gave up. But that doesn't work. Okay, Focusing on what you're giving up, it spins you in circles and it prevents all forward movement. As opposed to focusing on where you're going, well, it provides clear direction and obvious next actions to take. This is the thing, the mindset shift to say, how can I spend today thinking about where I'm going, right? If you're on a road trip, I love using this example because it's just so clear. You're on a road trip and you're saying, I'm going to leave Chicago. Okay, where are you going? I'm leaving Chicago. I heard that the first time. Where are you going? And the answer is away from Chicago. Like, well, unless Chicago has, I don't know, a, a volcano erupting, which is extremely unlikely. <laughs> what, where are you going? This is the only question that means anything. Where you're leaving is an initial 
obviousness to, to acknowledge, okay? Yes, leaving there. But deciding where you're going clarifies everything else. It paints the picture. It gives you the next actions. It provides all the context for clarity and direction and action to take. Focusing on what you want, where you're going, what all these things really add up to, that's what this is. And you're going to not spend all your time focusing on where what you're leaving behind. And finally, the third area of changing your new life, new habits, new possibilities, is to stack your new habits. Habit stacking is a very popular thing online, and I've been a fan of it for a long time, but it really plays into this conversation very clearly. You want to stack your new habits, but this is the kicker, do so slowly. This is the hardest part for high achievers, uh, the go-getters of the world, you right now listening to this podcast, me included. We want to move fast. We want new change. We want it now. We want ambitious goals to be achieved yesterday. We want all these things to happen now, now, now. But that leads to all that anxiety I referred to earlier, right? So instead, you want to master one new change and then one more. We're not going to take on 17 new habits at the same time. It's not just exhausting and overwhelming. It's also counterproductive, and it will fall apart in a heartbeat. So if you slowly stack your habits so that, let's say, a year from now, you can look back and see significant difference, but that's over the course of a full 12 months. Right? This is not 12 days, right? <laughs> not even 12 weeks. It's a full 12 months of looking back and saying, wow, I, I added in three or four really key habits this year. And look at the change that took place. If by chance you can move faster, fine, but that's not the intention. The intention is change that means something. And for that to be true, you start with change that is the most powerful. Change that has the most value is the key thing here. The book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, um, it asks the question, what's the one thing such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? That's the question. What's the one habit? One habit that if you committed to, everything else is a breeze. Everything else is easier. Okay, do that one habit and ignore the rest for now. Once that one habit is mastered, it's no longer a thing you're consciously thinking about. Now we can add the next one thing, the next one habit, the next focus. But that's all this is. So to wrap this whole thing up this week, the final consideration is going to be your story. And three questions I think are going to be probably the most powerful. What role do addictions or bad habits play in your life right now? How serious is this conversation for you? Um, I got a little dramatic earlier. It may not be that intense for you, or maybe it's a whole lot worse. How serious is this? And then, of course, the final and only question that means much at all, what are you going to do about it? That's it. That's the episode. This has been a uh, this has been a journey this week. I feel like I've just climbed a small mountain <laughs> to reveal all this stuff. Um, once again, I want to finish the episode by saying, uh, if you're in a place right now where you need help, if, if addiction is real for you, please, please get help. I don't want you to experience even what I've experienced, which I think is actually pretty mild on the scale of addiction. I don't want to see you there. If you need to email me, please do so. Jeff at jeffsanders.com. Now for the action step this week, I would like for you to try an experiment. Let go of something for a while 
and see what the impact is on your life. Sometimes, possibly even often, we just don't know that an addiction exists until we step back and experience life without that thing that was sneakily making a real difference. And whether it's food, alcohol, work, or, or anything else that you suspect might be a problem, go find out. It is worth the effort to get to that new and healthier life. JeffSanders.com slash 505 is the place to go for episode notes. And if you'd like to, you can subscribe to or follow this podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any awesome podcast app you're using right now. And that's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you do have the power to change your life. And all that fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.